Hey everyone, you are listening to AP Marvel episode 62. I'm your usual host, Chris Compendio. I'm here with Anthony Payone. Howdy, y'all. How y'all doing? We are doing. Uh, Sabrina, how you doing? I'm just chugging along here, gang. <laughs> Sabrina Clark chugging along. Um, we have, it's, I don't know, it feels like summer is kind of like in its last leg right now. I mean, people, not us, but people are going to go, are going to be going back to school soon. And Izzy, Izzy's show's not here. She is, uh, training for her orientation duties at Carnegie Mellon. She's going to be, um, she's going to be. I don't, I'm trying to think of a verb here. She's going to be um, orientation counselor. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think like what is a word? Like she, she's going to wrangle. She's going to oh, yeah. uh, she's going to herd <laughs> a bunch of freshmen. Herd, yes, as herd, orientation herd, counselor. Yeah, shepherd, shepherd, be the shepherd to the to the freshman flock. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, the those uh, those feral hogs of, of freshmen. Let's call them. Why did you say feral um, hogs? Is this a reference to a meme I'm not getting? So here's yeah. here, here's the thing. Here's the thing about feral hogs, right? Now. I looked it up literally like two hours ago. We're recording this on Monday, August fifth, and uh, it's in response to the discourse around the shootings that happened over the past weekend. There were two mass shootings in the United States that happened, and there was one person who was saying like like being very sensible about like oh these are like the these are the common sense measures we have to take, yada, yada, yada. And some dude replied like, oh, this is a question for rural Americans. What do we do about the 30 to 50 feral hogs that are three to five minutes oh. away from my home where my kids play? And it's like that sentence just got like progressively weirder. Um, so <laughs> I did not know that. I just, yeah, I'm in a, yeah, I'm in a yeah. ship posting group uh, for the mountain goats, which is a very progressive ship posting group. Course, and all of a course. sudden, I saw like a bunch of memes related to 30 to 50 feral hogs. And I'm like, hmm, what is this in reference to? I know that the yeah, songs that yeah, they're yeah. referencing involve pigs or numbered animals, but I had no idea what the mm. meme was. Ah, I'm so happy. The origin. Yeah, it's I mean, a I'm not weird thing for me because I feel I mean. like it's it's like a joke spun off of like something really serious and like something like very. Yes. Yeah. But, you know, at the same time, like. 30 to 50? Like, we're <laughs> like, what a range. Right. Like, you know, like the exact, like, uh, plus or minus uh, 40, 40 uh, feral hogs. <laughs> I, can't, I can't imagine that many feral hogs, like, in one place together. It's, 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 it's wild, some would say. Wild, wild, some would say. Yeah, no, but um, white nationalist terrorism is a real thing. If you don't believe that, you are. Uh, incorrect i don't know how you've been Turn listening off to this our podcast, podcast right long. now yeah no. <laughs> yeah um so we're, we're gonna have a lighter episode i think we've been um you know it's been a rough weekend um and i think the summer has been a lot of us kind of unpacking a lot of endgame stuff a lot of like looking back at characters and uh it's and i don't mean this in a bad way because y'all have been doing really great work but at some point, I'm like listening to these episodes and I'm like, wow, we're kind of like a book report now. <laughs> Which is we should, we, like... Someone could write an essay about it. <laughs> yeah. Someone could teach a class about all this. We're literally oh, AP Marvel. Really it's literally like a, like, 
<laughs> with like the the implication of like ag- like academia, but talking about the MCU. So that that's sensible in a way, but it's like let's just have like a let's reset a little bit. We're done with like our evolution of blank. So and we had Civil War, Civil War, which was an excellent episode. Um, y'all killed it. I know I'm only talking to Team Cap here, so <laughs> kind of a one. Obviously, right Team there. Iron Man was destroyed in a fire. That is why mm. Team Cap is now standing here victorious on the next episode. <laughs> History Thank you, everyone, for listening. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. love our fans. Yeah, history is made by the ones who are available today for the podcast. But <laughs> uh, however, if you look at the poll, uh, this is again, this is as of 9 p.m. Eastern on Monday, August 5th. But uh, on the Who Won the Civil War Civil War poll on Twitter, um, out of 21 votes, the winner of the, the debate was Chris as moderator. <laughs> Yeah, no one wins. <laughs> uh, and then there's a tie, second place tie between uh, Team Iron Man and former Congressman John Delaney. So, um, very upset by that one. Yeah, Team oh. Cap, uh, 14%. So, um, yeah, there are two days left in the poll. Um, this episode goes out Thursday. So, who knows? Maybe uh, if you all want to. Um, Stuff the box there and skew the results. Not that this matters. Like, uh, I don't know, the you win the glory of um <laughs> of, of a Twitter poll, I guess. Uh but no, we're gonna talk about something a little more um casual. This is something I literally thought about like a, a topic I thought of like two days ago. So I don't think either of you have gone it yet, Tony. I think you're waiting for the Blu-ray, but I bought the I'm Blu-ray. I'm waiting for the Blu-ray because yeah. I don't want to spend any money. Because <laughs> I'll get because like the the box that I normally the thing that I normally buy gives me a digital copy. Oh. Yeah, yeah. No, there's always like a little slip there with the, with the code there, and you know if you only get digital, there is going to be that one day where Apple's like, you know what? These movies aren't yours anymore, and they're just going to take them out of your um, iTunes or whatever the successors iTunes take that out of your exactly. library, and it's just it's exactly. not yours anymore. I mean, that's what happened. I um, this is not MC related at all, but I uh, bought Inception like a really long time ago, and for some reason, it only shows up on my iTunes on my computer, but not on my phone. And there's like not even an option for me to download it onto my computer or onto my phone. So I'm just really confused as to why yeah. that doesn't work. Yeah. So that's why uh, like, it's just really I, annoying because yeah, I'd be forced yeah. to repurchase I've been getting, that's it. That's why I've been getting like CDs and vinyls more because I'm more afraid of the collapse of, you know, um, corporatism and the downfall of capitalism as it stands, which means that all the capitalist shitheads would like to take all of their all of their wonderful things off of all of the mediums before uh, the real revolution begins. Um, and that's why I've stocked up on my vinyls right. and my DVDs and my CDs um, in so far as that, you know, also when climate change comes and, you know, the world is cast into like neo apocalypse, I could uh, run on a treadmill and run uh, my vinyl record player and my DVD player <laughs> and still enjoy um avengers endgame in the year 2041 fucking like in in that opening scene in lost season two with desmond like in in the bunker like he's like exercising and he's like playing vinyl and then uh i I love lost anyway i don't think anyone else else here watches lost (laughs) but 
Uh, that's kind of the heart of what we're talking about, though, rewatching stuff. I bought Endgame on digital. I'll probably get the Target exclusive 4K because it always comes with like a nice little gallery book. But for some reason, my dad was like, okay, let's rewatch it. It's like, what? what? Just, just now? Okay, sure. And then we just rewatched Avengers Endgame, and it's like, that movie's still all right, I think. Um, it was, uh, no offense to my dad, but I think he forgot a lot of, of a, a lot of it. <laughs> um, and you know, like when you're at, like you, your parents are, or your family's asking questions and you're like, they're, they're literally about to explain it in the movie. Like, you know, why is Thanos' arms me- arm messed up? And it's like, if you just wait <laughs> two minutes, they're going to say, he used the stones, destroy the stones. But right. Um, so I always get into this rhythm where I, I, this is like an infirm process with me, but I would rewatch the, the new, I would rewatch the movie once and then I would rewatch it with the commentary on. And I've always appreciated how the Russos and Marcus and McFeely, how they do their commentary. Granted, I've only listened to their infinity war commentary, but it's it's really good insight, I think. You know, I've also listened to uh, Ryan Coogler's commentary on Black Panther. I've listened to Peyton Reed's commentary on Ant Man: The Wasp, and to kind of see, uh, rather hear where they kind of get all of their inspirations on and like their anecdotes of like, oh, what was it like on set? Like, what were things they had to uh, kind of consider? And more importantly, like, what did this used to look like in the in early stages? You know, whether it be like when it was in storyboarding um the, the storyboarding stage or if it was like in some cases like a really late edit like in the editing process like something they did not shot but they added through like ADR or through research or something like that it's 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 really compelling uh, i haven't listened to captain marvel uh with a commentary yet but i will probably do that soon um, so I wanted to ask you two, I wanted to ask Anthony first specifically, because you, I feel like you rewatch stuff a lot, <laughs> or... I, I uh, do, I do, hmm. I'm like staring at a bunch of DVDs on my, uh, on my TV stand, um, because I have yeah. like a PS4, um, it's very easy for me to just pop in a Blu-ray and just watch whatever I have, um, so like I watch a lot of, I rewatch a lot of Miyazaki films, um... I know we're going to get more into this as we get further into this discussion about like Christmas movies and rewatching what what does it mean to rewatch the same Christmas movie over and over again? Oh my god, I love like it. Die Hard <laughs> every Christmas, but I like to watch yeah, like yeah. It's a Wonderful Life every Christmas. Um I've watched Cloud Atlas a bajillion times. Um and like that like I love beating in the DVD um because i love that movie so much um so just like that i watch um some avengers movies whenever i have the time whether it be infinity war or um civil war or avengers 1 even um i haven't watched guardians 1 in a while i think that's on my list of something to watch i watched doctor strange a few times i think i watched it two or three times um but yeah i uh I always rewatch movies, like especially Marvel movies, in theaters multiple times. So like I'll right, yeah, see it once, yeah. and then like with Infinity War, I saw it three times in the same weekend. But with Endgame, I actually waited a very long time to see it a second time, um, uh-huh. and that's because of life circumstances. But um, yeah, it was a 
It's interesting. Yeah, you know, I always do like to do that. Yeah, totally. Sabrina, have you uh, do you rewatch movies in the theater? Is that a thing that you would ever consider doing or have done? Um, the last time I did that was for Endgame, and definitely did not regret that. I really enjoyed. Doing that whole experience again, especially because the first time I saw it, the first time I saw it, suddenly I can't remember. That's why I had to rewatch it because it was a less memorable first time watch experience. Because it wasn't with us. No, I, exactly. Because it wasn't <laughs> with you guys and I couldn't do a whole, I couldn't have that whole emotional experience. Um, so I really enjoyed that. But I think maybe the only other movie I've rewatched in theaters was Incredibles 2. Oh, man. Oh. Yeah, that's actually right. Because the first time I saw it with one group of friends, and then the second time I saw it with my cousins. Mm. So I was like, I have to see this movie again because it's so good. But usually I rewatch movies to death um, once we get them on digital or I'm on Blu-ray at home. And the last time I did that was with Thor The Dark World. And I would just like watch watch that while I was doing my laundry back in high school. Wait a minute. You casually watched Thor The Dark World? Yeah, that's because that's it's a casual, it's a casual watch movie. So really you're, like, easy not really to put in attention. the background and not pay attention to. Exactly. But I'm like, focusing on still... ironing or folding uh, laundry. It's not even like if you like look at the TV, you're just like, why is this thing on? Oh, really? <laughs> well, yeah, I, I kind of no, like it because be of, it's like uh, I'm watching movie forty three or something like that. Like, yeah, I'm I I really like it for the for the Natalie Portman aspect. <laughs> uh, I don't know why I thought that was funny, um, but I also really <laughs> like. <it. laughs> Uh, I do also really like Christopher Eccleston in that um, as Malekith. And I've seen it so many times that I remember that the villain's name is Malekith. So I just think that's important. There you go. But I also do love rewatching Christmas movies. Christmas is my favorite and I love it. And yeah, I will rewatch Christmas movies all the time. I. Maybe it's just, maybe it's me being a. Um... Uh, who's the bah humbug guy in Christmas Carol? Uh, being a Scrooge, I guess. Scrooge, but yeah. I've always, Jesus. when the when the Chris, Christmas, yeah, Jesus Christ, he's the Christmas guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, whenever the Christmas music starts at like like right after Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving and Black Friday, my mind just kind of shuts off a little bit, and. I don't know if that's just me being grump and like not because like I try to get into the Christmas spirit like on the day of, but there's something about the build up to it that's just like really that I'm kind of jaded over. Um, I I wouldn't say it's like the consumerism aspect of it. It's it's more of like man, it's every year, man, every year, and I don't really hold any particular Christmas movie to that regard that I would rewatch every year. Like not even in a meme way. Like I wouldn't even watch Die Hard every year. Uh, the one that's always on TV is Love Actually, and I've gone on the record yes. multiple times saying how much I hate I've, Love Actually. I hate, hate Love, Love Actually. Actually. Thank you. I hate Love Actually. Wait, I hate I Love hate Actually. I didn't, I didn't hear that. Did you say hate you hate it. Love Actually? I hate, hate Love Actually. It. Okay. 
hate so actually. So I want to talk about Love Actually just a brief moment because everyone talks about rewatching Love Actually a bajillion, bajillion times. The first time I ever saw Love Actually, <laughs> I was kind of forced to watch a movie with my family. And Horrible, there was a bunch of options. <laughs> and the options were Hugo or Love Actually. Good movie. Hugo's a great movie. I really didn't want to watch Hugo. I really did not. I had no interest in watching this movie. I can tell you straight and, up that Hugo's a better movie than Love Actually. <laughs> and, we, and we turned on Love Actually, and I'm like, what, what monster decided that this should be created? What's and wrong then with I these people, again, And right? then I thought like... again. And then I watched it again, and I thought, you know, maybe it's supposed to be bad. Maybe it's supposed uh, to be a terrible film. I don't know about that. No, in, this, in the sense of like, no. The people that made this movie and the actors that were in this movie thought this movie was going to be an actual film that could be digestible. <laughs> but maybe in the cosmic sense, this movie is supposed to be terrible. And we rewatch it over and over and over again because we as a species have come to the point where we constantly hate ourselves. And I feel like the pinnacle, uh, the, 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 the peak of late-stage capitalism is Love Actually. And people can quote me on that. Uh, and, you know, you know, you sit there, you watch that movie, and you're just like, uh, what are you? What are y'all doing? You got you got some of the greatest actors of all time. You got you got Hugh Grant. You got uh, you got hey, yeah, uh, Hugh Grant, one of the greatest actors of all time. You yeah. got you got uh, <laughs> it, Love Actually is like a bad Cloud Atlas movie. <laughs> it's like if 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 they made Cloud Atlas, but they took out any sort of mysticism. And they took out any sort of, like, you know... What is a um, mountain but a multitude of snowflakes? Oh, 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 oh. Um, and, and, you, and you just threw in, like, Liam Neeson, uh, 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 Martin, uh, Martin there, Freeman, uh, 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 Rick Grimes. Threw Rick Grimes in there being uh, yeah. uh, weirdly uh, uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, like saying, hey, 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 remember how we used to date? Hey, I fucking love you. And you know that you're married now? Yeah, but I still love you. Yeah, it's dope. Right. Like creeper cam um, footage of you. <laughs> how could you do uh, that? Is this your best friend's girl? How can you just be like, oh, hey, by the way, I have epic feelings for you, even though you legit just got married. Like, what? The cue cards. Everyone loves the cue cards part. No. Like Everyone makes fun of those culture. fucking cue cards, but like, Let's fucking understand this. Whoever thought that scene is like cute or adorable is a fucking idiot and oh should be shamed God. as much. I'm going to alienate half uh, our audience with this episode. Like, I, I agree with you, but man, I was not expecting like this level of like. Oh, man. Yeah, sorry. Uh, my vitriol for love actually comes as I will watch it to this day as a meme to make fun of it. I will buy DVD copies of Love Actually and give it to Why? my friends as jokes. I uh, like so for um, me, my friend Brad. Well, Chris, you know Brad. Uh, so for my friend Brad's double bar mitzvah, I decided, you know what? It's his double bar mitzvah. It's not a Christmas gift 
because he's Jewish. But as a Christmas gift or as a gift for his double bar mitzvah, I'm going to get him a copy that of Love Actually that I found in a thrift store. <laughs> and that's what I did. I haven't given it to him yet. I will give it to him next time I see him because I accidentally left it at home. That's hilarious. Well, Brad, if you're listening, uh, spoiler alert for your gift, but... I already told him. But I'm gonna give <laughs> okay. it to him. It's wrapped in like Christmas wrapping. It says to to Brad Love Anthony. Uh yeah, you and really it's done very cute. because that would have been really funny if you actually gave it to him at the right time. But whatever. I know! Oh I can't tell you so how to good. do jokes to your oh, gas. I'm so mad. I'm so mad it didn't Oh that double bar mitzvah. Tony, you fool. Uh, but yeah, what as I was saying, I don't really rewatch Christmas movies because I don't really have an affinity towards any of them. I think a lot of it has to do with you know, like the 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 friend experiences you have uh, watching this movie. So the one that I can remember the earliest is probably rewatching Inception in theaters because me and my high school friends we were just so captivated by like that they just made a movie like that at that time in in 2010 mm-hmm. and we, we watched it again we were uh it was the summer right i think it was the summer 2010 so you know we were still in high school we would always go to the jersey shore for the summer and we wow. saw it on the boardwalk so cool. there's a there's a theater fuck you there's a theater <laughs> there's a theater at the, at the boardwalk <laughs> And it was like a rainy day, so it's like, hey, you know, well, we just watched Inception again. <laughs> I, um, I, I rewatch that movie all the time. Yeah, all the time. Um, the theater, the theater was next to some sort of weird haunted house thing. Even though it was like the summer, I think on the boardwalk, but there was like you know like a giant like inflatable witch or something like that. Oh, oh no, I know. Oh, I know what that is like. Yeah, they have that up in in like a lot of like old school vacation places. Yeah, 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 they have like haunted. They don't have haunted houses. Well, they're they're kind of like haunted. They're kind. They're haunted attractions. (laughs) If if that's the best way. Not not so much. They have those up in Lake George. Um, so every time there would be a quiet scene, it's like Mary and Cotillard and Leonardo DiCaprio talking or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's like quiet intense. And then we hear like through the wall, we just hear like a witch cackling like, it was the funniest shit ever. But those are like the kinds of memories that I hold, uh, watching movies. And then, you know, Sabrina, like you mentioned, like how you saw, um, I, I think I think it was NDA Mutes that we were talking about, how you saw with different groups of people. Mm-hmm. And that's generally how, I think I saw Force Awakens in theaters four times? I think wow. I saw it four times. Maybe five if I, if I was crazy enough back then. But they were all with different groups. One of them was like on an impulse. I had dinner with a friend who, a uh, friend from high school, and we were in college at the time, and uh, and he was not, he did not follow. Is this Dave? No, this is Steve. Steve Maltor, uh, <laughs> who brought us the track Jazz Vengers, uh, which you can listen to. Oh my god, uh, what, is this episode. a crossover episode? Uh, it's, not a crossover <laughs> it's, meta. it's a meta episode. Um, but um, he is, he's generally very skeptic, skeptical about Hollywood and stuff. Like, uh, let, let, let me, let me shit talk him for a second. He walked <laughs> into the beginning of Winter Soldier and he saw, he watched during the Lumerian star scene where Cap is like beating up everyone. 
Mm-hmm. And that that's that was your marvelous scene. That was your AP marvelous it scene. It was. And you know what Steve's reaction was? He laughed. It's ridiculous that this man is fighting these guys so perfectly. It's not even fun. To, I'm gonna leave the theater. He walked out of the Winter Soldier at the opening. What? Scene. Wow. That's kind of man that he doesn't is. make any kind of sense. Hey, actually. Uh, yeah. Hey, hey, Steve, you canceled. <laughs> yeah, you're. Why did you go out of your way to be such a dickhead about it? I'm sorry. I showed him. I showed him the light. I I made him rewatch the movie with me. And was like, oh, you know what? That was really unfair of me. So, props. Yeah. To what I'm trying to say. Me? That scene is so good. <laughs> what I'm trying to say here is that he um he was very skeptical about them making another Star Wars movie. So he did not. He he knew nothing about the Force Awakens, and it was out in theaters at the time. So we were out like late. Like late at evening, eating dinner, and I was like, "Hey, what if we just watch the Force Awakens?" So we just watched the Force Awakens, and that was like the second of four times I saw it in theaters. Um, Black Panther, Infinity War, Endgame, I all saw with different people, just to kind of like, I don't know, I like reading the room, I like um, different audiences, and I like um, talking to different groups of people right afterwards. You know, when it's fresh in their minds. But it gets different when it's like, oh, I'm just rewatching it. Like, like you know, Sabrina was saying, like, oh, I'll, I'll put on the dark roll while I'm doing laundry. Mm-hmm. And there's something to me more comforting when I rewatch something while doing media work, like whether it's like spreadsheet stuff or like, you know, you mentioned laundry or if it's like me cleaning my room. Like, I wouldn't want to. Wa- I wouldn't want to say, put on a brand new show. Um, to digest, I would probably put something that I'm already familiar with as a form of comfort food. Um, right. You know, sometimes I had a t- I've always had a TV in my room for like most mm-hmm. of my life, even in childhood. So I would yeah, always I have that like Nick at Night on. Yeah, me neither. That's, that's where that's how I had to have most of Full House stuck in my brain. <laughs> um, Ooh, I have <laughs> cut I have it out. Chris, I don't know where you were gonna go with this. But I have to talk about Full House. (laughs) Please keep this straight. I watched the entirety of Full House in my car as a kid. That's like seven seasons or something like that. That's really So most of Full House, like I would say about 60% of Full House I watched while on vacation trips driving in the car. Because my car... My family was very lucky. We had a car. Well, I wouldn't say we were lucky. It was more exploitative. But that's a different story altogether. Um, we had a car that had a DVD and a, a TV in the car. Um, you guys, you guys know what those are, right? Yes, of course. Well, I, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I haven't personally seen a car like a that car, in a long but... time. I haven't seen like a car like yeah. that in a long time. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and a DVD player in Arcana Odyssey, and the Incredibles DVD was uh, always in that oh player, God. so we would watch the Incredibles every goddamn day. So good. That was in though. mine too, but we didn't but watch it all so the time. Good. So we watched almost all of Full House in the car. And uh, yeah, and then I watched, I rewatched some of it uh, while I was a kid. I never watched it while I was an adult because I don't <laughs> want to watch it. No, you upgraded um, to Fuller House. Um, yeah, I upgraded. Oh, no. God damn. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I do want to talk, though, briefly, because you mentioned an interesting point of doing, like, menial work and stuff. Mm-hmm. And one of the big things for me is I've always kind of, like, I've watched 
I would say about seven eighths of the office. I didn't watch the last season of the office. Okay. And I watched um, almost all of Always Sunny. I think I didn't watch the last two seasons because I just, they're on Hulu and I've just been busy. But mm. what I would do when I'm like eating, when like I have lunch, when I have dinner back in college and to this day, I, I would put on a random episode of The Office or a random episode of Always Sunny. And while I'm eating, I would watch it because I don't really need to pay that much attention to it. And it's always something that was easily digestible. Hmm. Um, see, I did a pun there. Um, and Great I always job. talked about... I've mentioned this multiple times to my friends, my family, my coworkers. I have done a mock Twitter campaign. I did as much as possible to get this out there because it is necessary. A shuffle... Uh, uh, what's it called? Netflix needs to include a shuffle button. A what? shuffle button that works. A lot of people have. I've been asking it for what, years. Did you, did you originate that campaign, Anthony? Hashtag shuffle my Netflix. Why? You'll see my tweets on there if you do hashtag shuffle my Netflix on Twitter. Um, I don't know if I've totally understood that concept because, like, like albums, like music playlists, are not a linear thing, whereas like television seasons are. Unless you're talking about not, like, a black see, here's situation. The thing. Here's the thing. It would work best for The Office and Always Sunny. We'll give you that. That You're probably right. That That's how a and, lot of and people And maybe Friends and most sitcoms, yeah. most comedy shows work really well with that. You can also Serial do... Serial dramas, no. Sitcoms, probably, yeah. Half-hour sitcoms. So, like, a big thing... So, like, it, 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 the shuffle button would work multiple ways. You would shuffle through a show if you wanted to shuffle through the show. Oh, BoJack would also be another good one. Um, but if you wanted to shuffle, like, here, I have a genre of TV shows that I want to watch, but I don't know what show to watch, shuffle, and then it will click shuffle, and then it will pick something for you randomly. Or, say, a movie that you want to watch. If you want to pick a random genre, or uh, shuffle movies that include this actor, it could do that. You just press the button, it does it. Uh, I have a better example. Okay. I have a better example. The Simpsons. Oh, The Simpsons would be perfect There's for this. There's so many fucking episodes of The Simpsons, and I believe, since, um... You know, FX uh, now at the time has all the Simpsons episodes. They'll probably be moved over to Disney Plus when that launches. But there is a play random episode button apparently. What? Yeah. Yeah, that's like that's like a big core of this is that you've basically watched all of these, or mm. you don't care to rewatch. You know, to care what order they're in, or if you watch the same one over. But basically, you click shuffle once, and then you'll get. Episode four of season three, and then the next episode will be episode 20 of season 10. Yeah, I would say for me, that's incredibly useful for when I'm doing menial tasks and watching like The Vampire Diaries or Gossip Girl, because those are very big shows for me in my childhood mm -hmm. um, and my adolescence. And the reason why I was kind of such an asshole in my teenage years. <laughs> so it's kind of like really hey, nice for me just to rewatch teenage things. years. Jesus, I know you're going to oh, say that. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Big man. Big so it's kind of like, um, that would be super helpful for me because I just finished rewatching Vampire Diaries again. And so I don't want to go back to the beginning and watch it again. I kind of just want to shuffle and like pick an episode at random. Let's do it. Valid. 
Well, tell me, either of you, tell me the reasoning for doing that while doing menial tasks or while doing work, you know, like, what is the, what is the mental effect that has on you? Like, does it relax you in any way? Does it put you in a good mindset? Or is it just, is it just white noise? For me, I feel like it's kind of relaxing to hear slash mildly pay attention to something that I've already seen. So like, there's no, the pressure of like needing to pay attention to see what's going to happen next is taken off. Like maybe I guess almost in like 10 minute increments. Cause like, I'll be really into what I'm doing and then I'll look up if I either um, am thinking about a sentence that I want to write or like thinking about what I want to say next or how to proceed. And then I like kind of glance up at the TV, see what's going on in the show and be like, oh, this is the part where Elena like does this and this and this. And then I'm like, okay, back to what I'm doing. And I, it kind of helps me not feel lost. It's also a really great way to help me keep track of time. Like I, which is kind of why, which is kind of like the benefit of watching them in order. Because if I start with the very, uh, like if I start with episode three of season two or whatever, um, and I end up, obviously in like at episode five and I know how long I've taken to do my work. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there's ever a be... use to that. Yeah. This is something that just popped into my, my big brain noodle. Um, do you think there will ever be a, now I don't, I'm, I'm only comparing it to the office because that is the only thing like <laughs> I'm thinking of rewatchability and sitcom. I'm not saying quality. I'm not saying um... like full on comedy. Yeah, but, like when they take it off Netflix, everyone's gonna go mad. And, and... Yeah, I wouldn't say that necessarily. I'm saying like, could there ever be a show uh-huh. in the MCU that is a sitcom esque oh, wow. show that you can rewatch the... random episodes and it doesn't matter? Absolutely, but it's that's mm. going to happen by accident. Like, no, if someone tries to do that by design, it's obviously not going to work. It would have to be like a what do they call that style? Like a hero of the week style thing. Monster of the week. Monster um, of the week, yeah. yeah. So I I think um that's kind of a similar question of uh hey what's the next Game of Thrones, right. and you're going to be seeing a lot of like serial shows that uh, focus that has like a fantasy focus and has like sex and violence and like I doubt any of them are going to capture that same uh, zeitgeist that Game of Thrones did uh, back in the day. So that's, I'm going to say yes. I just don't know what will that will be. You know, I mean, I think even like when you're like when you're back in the in the Friends era, like people were probably like, oh, what's going to be the next Friends? And like no one was going to predict the Office was going to be that. Not even like, um, you know, when the Office started airing, no one thought it was going to reach that phenomenon because the Office <laughs> early on was pretty rough. Um, well, when the Office ended, it still was like no one knew how. Like, no one knew how much of a meme it would be to be like, I like The Office on, like, your dating profile. (laughs) Every single person I see on Tinder. Every goddamn person. Like, every, every, like, two out of three people. Unflirty, 420 friendly, and love The Office. Thunder Mifflin employee or something. Yeah, exactly. Like, a random quote. Just just count how many times you're going to read Bears beats Battlestar Galactica on a dating profile. (laughs) And I, when everyone was flipping out about the Netflix, about uh, Netflix taking off, I mean, it's not Netflix's fault. It's more so NBC Universal's fault because they're making their own streams, yada, 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 streaming services. But when that news got out, 
I and I was just kind of like in my own contrarian contrarian core and be like, you guys know that there are funnier shows than The Office, right? Like, if you think that's the peak of comedy, if you think that like A is the peak of comedy or B, like watching The Office is your personality, I think you gotta like widen. You gotta widen yeah, your horizons I think, a little bit. Like so. I talk about, like I put on The Office, but I don't like think The Office is like I think BoJack Horseman is a better comedy than The Office, and it has much more depth to it. But, like, I'll still put on The Office if I want, like, dumb comedy that keeps me entertained for the whatever silly thing I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I... <laughs> I think I was very public about it on Twitter, but I did a very big Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. rewatch. <laughs> and mm-hmm. a lot of it was just, like, me getting cited for Season 6. And uh, part of it was just me just curious to see how that held up. And, you know, I kind of did the same thing, Sabrina. I kind of used it to, like, kind of track time because yeah. I always play it, like, in the background on, like, my second screen while I'm doing work and uh, kind of checking, like, where I'm at right now and comparing it to, like, how much I've been, like, freaking procrastinating. But uh, it, it was a fun thing to do, just kind of tweeting about and just having, like, random observations and kind of seeing things in retrospect, like, knowing what knowing what I know now, how to interpret this stuff. Like, I did not know that, like, I didn't know how much of a, um, of a uh, socialist activist uh, Sky was in season one back when she was known as Sky. Um, and just a lot you catching a lot of like different things and um you know like I there are so many shows I could be rewatching right now. I'm not rewatching but watching because if you remember we did that uh pretty fun episode with uh Matt Storm and Aaron. Um Aaron was finally everyone's been this episode. Uh she's had a family dinner for her for her birthday. Happy birthday, Aaron Beasley. Happy birthday. Um, but she was in that episode with us. We we talked about our backlogs. Hey, and... hey, hey! Oh, sorry. I was gonna make a funny joke about Aaron's name. <laughs> too late. No, Aaron, do you, you want to do Aaron, it now? How Aaron's name late? is a combination of the two secretaries in the office. Oh no! Hey, Aaron, if you're listening to this on Thursday, I just want to let you know you're welcome. I'm sure she appreciates that. Um... She won't. And I know that. I I got into a weird groove of just watching shows recently. So I don't know if I've talked about it on the show, but I always watch new shows two at a time where I alternate between two different shows. Interesting. So I was doing Umbrella Academy and Doom Patrol. And I did. What did you think about Umbrella Academy? I think before we get into the opinions of it, Sorry. I think it's interesting that you mixed two I like the setup but didn't like the ending. Okay. I I, I think it's interesting. Oh, I mean, you I can keep going. Do you normally I did um cuz I I I started that I did that way back when so I was um switching between Brooklyn 99 cuz I had never seen it at the time. Uh Barry in Atlanta. Those I was alternating okay. between three. I love Barry. I need to watch Barry. I think that's my next thing to so, watch. So uh, after Umbrella Academy and Duke Patrol, I did American Crime Story: The Assassination of Gianni Versace and Killing Eve. And interesting, you can kind of see a theme there. It's like, oh, okay, they're they're both about psychopathic like killers, and 
you know, it's they're, they're both gay and both like ones, you know, like the two different ends of the gender spectrum, I guess. So, well, was very yeah, much I was going to ask, do you do you pair funny. them up? Do you pair them up based on like the the theme of it or like the aesthetic? No, because it's it's a little coincidental, but at the same mm. time, it's like I'm in a mood, and it's like I just happen to like run into these two shows at the same time. It's like, oh, this mm. makes sense. Yeah. Um. So it's like it's kind of in the middle of like coincidence and by design because the ones I did after that were Pose and Euphoria. Oh, Euphoria is uh, so good. Euphoria. I always find myself in the middle of a binge. Like I'm always like, oh, I forgot that I started this show. Like Easy on yeah. Netflix absolutely love truly obsessed with it i think it's like one of the it's it's a really real take on i guess trying to diversify relationships and i guess like telling stories about different types of relationship modern day relationships um like one of the characters one of the it's an anthology series so each episode is a different couple but one episode is about this couple who decides to go into an open marriage and like the the episode from this from season two featured like the last five minutes was essentially their their entire conversation like no cuts yeah. about how they were feeling and it was just like it's like not a documentary but it feels so real like everyone in it is just so honest and it's it's really great but I always find myself in the middle of it like I forgot that I started it because I put it down to watch something else I don't even remember what that was and then I picked it back up and now I'm finishing it again. So it's like, I often watch things in tandem. What was the title of that show? I missed it. Easy. Oh, okay. Yes. Yes. I have heard about that. Yes. Uh, it's, I think it's somewhere on my list, but I think I, there, there are some shows where I was like, oh man, that, that looks like a little too real to like, like euphoria was already too real for me. Oh, like, that was hard, but it's the, so good. The finale like kind of wrecked me in a way. Because um, it made me kind of like flash back to a lot of different like points of my life, so it's like, oh, oh anyway, we should do a Euphoria off topic. We can do that, yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm thinking about so like, um, you know, it's interesting that we kind of completely forgot about of uh, Umbrella Academy mm. in the sense of relationship to superhero media. Like, I feel like we should have done an off-topic about it, but it's way gone now. Sure, we'll talk about that some other time, but uh, yeah. the point I'm trying to get across is that I digested those a similar way uh, with the shows I rewatch. So I would always have, like, on my iPad while I'm cooking or eating or something like that, or uh, doing work, like that media work we were talking about, whatever. And uh, it, it was harder to do that, so I always found myself... Um, rewinding or like hitting like the fifteen second mm -hmm. back button because so I'm like, oh wait, wait, I I did not catch what they just said. Um, so maybe that's just like me, me my hubris thinking that I can do it all and multitask. Um, because you know, the, for the most part, I, I I mentioned again, I have it. I always had a TV in my room. I usually rewatch stuff to just kind of like lull myself to. So when I was a kid. The movie I would always fall asleep to was The Empire Strikes Back. Really? What a it's, dork. I mean, it's like, haha, fuck you. It was, it was like, it's, it was like the least action-y of the Star Wars movies. And um, I, even as a kid, I was smart enough to know it was the best one. And uh, I got to a point where like, I memorized it 
like I memorized the whole way in the movie, but at the same time, I never was awake to see the end of the movie. I would always fall asleep during it. So it was just like a very reliable thing uh, for me to fall asleep. So that to. means Return of the Jedi must have been crazy. <laughs> Maybe. Here's the thing: when I was a, when I was even a, a, an even younger kid, I was so obsessed with the um, the space battle at the, at the third act um, when they're attacking the Death Star. Like that was my favorite action scene as a kid. So I'm like wide awake for that all the time. Um, but there's something about like Han and Leia romancing each other that's like, okay, time to go to bed. <laughs> Maybe Sweet. when I was a kid. <laughs> but <laughs> it's still it's still a good ass movie. Uh, I tried doing that with The Last Jedi in my adult life, but the thing is that like blue light, uh, that's gonna keep you awake, man. That's gonna like that is going to uh like watching TV at night, like that keeps me up more than anything else. Um so I kind of stopped trying to use that technique as an adult. Like, you know, I don't know if the TV technology is different where like the light is just like just worse for your, you know, producing melatonin or whatever that may be. I have a pair of blue light blocking glasses that I wear all the time now. Uh, you should just, get like, something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's Even if it's like a placebo effect at the least, like it's still it's still been helping me a little bit. Uh, I I will admit that I actually do fall asleep to Winter Soldier whenever I can. Yeah. No, it's a good movie to... Like, and Fast and Furious 6. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the quietest of the movies, the most relaxing. I know. The tank scene it's, it's is like just, every just time for me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, man. Fast and Furious 6 was so much better than Hobbs and Shaw. Anyway, um... <laughs> I yeah, and I think the only thing that's been successfully getting me to sleep is um, <laughs> uh, Anthony. You and I are giant bomb fans, and what I would do yes. is I would put on the best of giant bomb because uh, they're on YouTube, and there's there's a playlist that uh, Turbo mm-hmm. Man, the guy who makes those compilations, there's just a uh, a playlist, and what you can do is just like hit play all. And I would cast it on my television. I would set my television sleep timer to like two hours or 90 minutes. And I would just rewatch like these hilarious compilation videos and fall asleep to them or something like that. So, um, you know, at some point when we're talking about rewatching media, because YouTube and all these other um, avenues of of, uh, content are kind of prevailing, uh, that's kind of I'm, I'm I'm curious if you guys like rewatch like YouTube essays or or like I I rewatch like every frame of painting a lot even though that guy doesn't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean I I, like I to... rewatch H Bomber guy videos. Mm. Sometimes I'll rewatch lessons from the screenplay. Yep. Um, but earlier before we began this episode for our listeners, um, I was talking about how I don't really like to engage with like a lot of the the film community on YouTube just because most of them I one most of them I just don't agree with but then also um the fact that I feel like they influence my thought process on films a lot but I especially like lessons from the screenplay because I feel like he's seeing the movies the way I see them and so I feel like I connect better with him. That's valid. So but but why would you rewatch their movies, their sorry, their videos. Then, like, even if you already kind of know what they're saying, or like, what what is mm. what is it about rewatching it that just clicks with you in your head that you just want to do that? Sometimes I'll go back to them if I'm working on something, and I like really want to remember the 
I guess like the strongest um, points in the script from American Beauty, for example. And like, Mm -hmm. what is it about that screenplay specifically that translated to screen kind of doesn't get lost? Because a lot of times when you write a script and it gets directed, the director chooses, like makes a lot of choices that often, you know, kind of skew the way the writers were expecting it to look, um, which we don't really get with recent MCU films because Marcus McFeely work pretty closely with the Russos. Um, So like kind of learning to understand that convention, um, but also his analysis and his voice is very soothing. So (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of that is like, you know, I, I would probably rewatch. Um, like, I, I got in a real David Fincher mood once, and I was just rewatching a lot of uh, various video essays on David Fincher that I had already seen. But there was something about rewatching those that was just like fucking dopamine to me. You know, it was just yeah. like, I, I'm just like so in that mood. It's just like, there's something so satisfying about just like deconstructing how that dude makes movies and like all like the little techniques and all the little subtle, nuanced things. And, I was about to say, I don't know how to describe it. Maybe that was just me describing it right there. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, it definitely helps that those were shorter form. It was like, well, like 10 minutes long rather than like, I, Anthony, I don't know how you rewatch a three hour movie, <laughs> three hour long movie all the goddamn time. But, uh, oh, I love it. It's great. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how I do it. I just do it. I just get it. I just watch it. I sit down and I watch a two hour, 45 minute long you sit, movie. You don't do anything else while you're watching, while you're rewatching Cloud Atlas in the year 2019. Uh, I actually have not watched it this year yet. Oh, what? okay. Well, uh, it's August. What is wrong with you? You have four more months. Y'all need to shut the fuck up. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. You're the one who said it was your favorite. So, well, I'm, pretty, I'm probably going to um, watch Sense 8 at some point. But yeah, I need to watch um, that so that all the gay people stop yelling at me. <laughs> to watch it. The gays will never stop yelling at you. So to watch, yeah, no, to watch like, it. Not not yelling at me, just yelling at me to watch it. Sure, I, I I'll I'll yell at you, Anthony. But um, the the thing was like it, you know it it's it's not a show I've seen before. So I can say this about um Sense Eight. You know, there was one time like my my then partner at the time we were trying to watch Supergirl. <laughs> And that didn't that that didn't last the whole first episode. Um, recently, I tried starting the Dragon Prince. I tried starting Shira. I tried starting um, uh, Genlock, and none of those. I just like I don't know if it was an attention span thing, but I just couldn't get past like the first ten minutes. There was something about like I just want to be comforted right now. I don't want to engage myself with something like unfamiliar mm. um and i don't know if that's a fallacy of mine but that's just how i felt uh with those specific because like the, all the things i uh mentioned like you know even supergirl i'm sure has as it's uh has a very valid fan base and like has done some good stuff like i think that they've supergirl has done representation better than most superhero fiction but um despite any praise that those shows get it's just like i, I just can't <laughs> i don't know <laughs> um so here I am again. Like I, I stopped uh, my rewatch of Shield right when they get into the framework, and I think I might pick it up again since Shield season six just ended. Um, so here I am watching this old ass TV show again, where there's like so much good stuff out there. So like, where are you guys at with that? Like, do you feel any sort of? I know Anthony always feels a need to like watch stuff that people recommend or like people are like you gotta see this, but like, 
Uh, I also wanted to hear Sabrina's experience too. Um, just about like things that I have to, that I would recommend to people to rewatch. That, but like, I mean, do you feel a pressure to watch new things, or do you feel like comforted, uh, like? Do, you know, if, do you, what, was it Vampire Diaries you're, you're rewatching yeah. again? Like, or do you feel do you feel <laughs> at ease, like only sticking with that? Like, do you feel guilty if you're missing out on like the hottest newest thing because you were busy back in your Vampire Diaries world? You know, I um never feel guilty about rewatching Vampire <laughs> Diaries. <laughs> That's the right answer, wow. I guess. But I feel like um I feel like. I always do feel like I'm missing out when it comes to new stuff, but I'll say this. I have reached a point with my streaming life that I really cannot stand ads anymore. So like even shows mm -hmm. that I am okay with waiting week to week for because I am watching Vampire Diaries in the interim, um, I still get so irritated every time a commercial comes on. I just can't stand it. So like with Pose, I haven't seen any of season two at all. And I think it's because I just can't be bothered to like watch commercial breaks. And I would rather just wait for it to come out for the full season to come out on Netflix. So there's that. But then, you know, I, I think more about, I do like to be in the conversation of things, but I guess when it comes to new stuff that's out, most of it is like on streaming platforms that I already have access to. So I'm not really pressed. Like when it came to Euphoria, I knew that was coming up before the whole internet got crazy. Not to be a hipster, but I'm sorry, I knew. Um, and so I was like, okay, cool. This is going to be great. Can't wait. So even though it was a week to week thing, there were no commercial breaks in between. So I was totally fine. And then I that was like peak Vampire Diaries rewatch. So I was totally cool with that taking over my time. And then Dear White People season three came out this past oh, weekend. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I'm already on episode six. Like I literally just watched. Oh, I watched six episodes yesterday because they're only like they're only like 22 to 30 minutes long, so they're really bingeable. But for me, it's like the more binge, the better. And unfortunately, with week to week shows, I can't binge them. The more binge, the better is yeah. Real tagline for today's episode. <laughs> That's what we should call this episode. The more binge, the better. Uh, maybe. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, my. I forgot to mention my brother because my brother's a very interesting case when it comes to binging in general. He watched the entirety of Prison Break four times and no the way. entirety of Lost twice. No way. I've seen yeah. I've seen all of Lost twice. I love Lost, as I mentioned. Yeah. Such a dork. <laughs> we have to go Dor back. Um, uh... <laughs> oh my god. Well, um, so Anthony, what are you rewatching these days then? If anything at the all, office? I mean, you're gonna be watching the game <laughs> next week. Oh, when the when I get so it on DVD, yeah, I watch uh, yeah. I watch a lot of Miyazaki films whenever I want. You know, yeah. whenever I, yeah. you know, like for me, it's interesting about uh, you know what is what comes to the core of of why I rewatch something. Sometimes it's to show someone something, like whether it be a comedy special, like John Mulaney stuff or Oh Hello. Um, sometimes. Oh, hello. Oh, hello. <laughs> um, sometimes it's, sometimes you just kind of want to, I don't know, just kind of ex exhaust your brain, not exhaust your brain, but just kind of just like, 
you want to find you you're, you're like thinking of an emotion you want to feel. Well, that's how my brain is. <laughs> so like sometimes mm-hmm. I'm not feeling emotion because that's how depression works. So I'm just like so then it comes to the interesting point. It's just like hmm, let's see if I can find a piece of media that will make me feel a certain emotion. So if I want to feel like really really sad, I watch like either Cloud Atlas or The Wind Rises. Because the ending, or both of those movies, are really sad. And if I want to f- listen to something really exciting or fun, I watch, like, uh, like an Avengers, an MCU movie. If I want to watch something kind of, like, exciting, and, like, not really, I don't have to pay attention to it at all, I watch, like, Fast and the Furious or, like, John Wick. Mm. So. Here's where, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I will I... always rewatch Fast and the Furious. So. <laughs> That's a really good way to put it, Anthony, because it's like you you know how you want to feel, and you know how to do that. You know what to watch to make you feel that exact way. You know, it's almost like you're like prescribing yourself something because, like, you know what the like you you feel the symptoms and you know what the cure is. You know what the antidote is. And in my case, like, I would definitely. Um, Back in the day, like when I felt any romantic feelings for anyone, I used to watch Punch Drunk Love whenever I felt uh, heartsick and lonely. Mm. Um, I have not seen the movie in years because I just don't feel that way anymore. <laughs> um, and I, a year or two ago, I got like super, 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 super down, like uh, like a dire state. And for some reason, I do not know why I did this. Let me tell you which two movies I watched back to back when I was like the like as depressed as one could be. I rewatched Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, and Suicide oh, Squad. Why? They made me feel numb in this yeah. way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, then I get it. It's like oh, okay, I, I think I feel something right now. Maybe it's anger, <laughs> like annoyance, but like I feel something. I don't know what it was. Um, maybe it's like maybe it was me trying to feel worse. But like those are the movies I watched when I was uh, feeling really bad. Uh, and now I don't. I wouldn't really know what I. I think now what I do is I go back to those best of Giant Bomb videos because I know like I know which ones are my favorite ones. I know which ones are going to make me laugh. Mm-hmm. I know which moments in those videos are going to make me laugh, and it's just a really easy thing to do for me. You know, I'm not going to subject myself to a goddamn three-hour Jesus versus Jesus metaphor off by Zack Snyder anymore. Um, so, <sighs> the more bins, the better, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> eh, anything else on binging? Anything else? I think that was a really good. Um, like I think. Kind of- Figure that out. <laughs> I think we should circle back to Christmas movies. Okay. Yeah. So I sure. Yeah, I've never seen I, Elf. By the way, fun fact. <laughs> I Are you personally serious? will always rewatch Arthur Christmas and How the Grinch oh. Stole Christmas. The Jim Carrey and, one. Yes. Okay. Um, Jim Carrey is an absolute genius. He is a soul and a mind and a body that needs to be protected and preserved forever. Uh, like, he can't do that because he doesn't like vaccines. I know. <laughs> so unfortunately, Wait, what? Vaccines? Jenny McCarthy's fault. Because- <laughs> no, what? I think, okay, oh my god, I'm trying to make excuses for him because I love him so much. He's a, he's a brilliant performer. 
he really is, and he's just a kooky human being. So I, I understand why he's anti-vax. Um, <laughs> why he could be. Um, <laughs> so I, God, now I'm just so baffled by that one thing that I learned today. Okay, that's fine. It's fine. We move forward. Um, I love watching How the Grinch Stole Christmas because I really love watching him go from being so upset and like self um isolating into understanding i guess the benefit of having people who actually like reciprocate love around you and that's what i really think that the whole point of that movie is like it's not just about the fact that he hates christmas it's the fact that he hates it because he hates that he had no love or no one to share it with during those times when he was growing up you know he felt so singled out because he looked different and because he didn't really get to experience Christmas in the same way that other people did. And then him growing up and like, or him getting older and, you know, just just being him and Max, his dog, it's like, it's a, it's really cute to have, have a dog that can love you unconditionally, but it's even so much better and so much more rewarding to almost create new relationships with people who are willing to love you and like bring you in. And so it just always warms my heart. And like, I don't ever cry because it, it's like, it's weird because I'll cry at ev- any movie. Like, I'm pretty sure I even cried in Witcher Soldier at some point. But like, mm-hmm. for some reason, this movie is like so endearing that it just helped. It kind of calms me down a little bit. Um, and then Arthur Christmas, I love um, because it's an animated film. James McAvoy voices Arthur Christmas. And it's basically the story of um, one of Santa's children who is trying so hard to prove to Santa, his dad, that he can be the next Santa. And he's like competing with his older brother, who is like the militaristic, super organized, like numbers guy, Santa, who is basically supposed to be taking over the business. But the whole point of Arthur is that he has the heart. And so it's just a really beautiful movie. And it's got like a really great um, stumbles and pickups, but it's just so cute and I love it so much. And I feel like there's another Christmas movie that I'm missing, but those are the two that just stick out to me that I just like would rewatch anytime I feel sad. Fred Claus starring Vince Vaughn and Paul Jean. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know how I remembered that movie off the top of my head, but um, The Santa Claus 2. That was a pretty good movie. Santa Claus this. 3, not so much. Um, why are we doing this? Uh, last question I want to ask you guys. Are you we have a we have a long way to go into the next MCU movie. Uh, Black Widow will not be until May. So are you gonna rewatch these MCU movies in the time being? Or are you just oh, kind of yeah. like at peace and you're just gonna just leave them be for the next ten months? Oh yeah. Hell yeah, I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> okay, that was a ridiculous question for me to ask <laughs> Anthony. <laughs> Sabrina, I assume you're going to watch rewatch Winter Soldier at some point in the next nine months or something. Yeah, but you know what? I've been thinking about doing a whole full-on rewatch of mm-hmm. like the entire MCU in order, mostly because I I am so uh, I'm like vehemently against rewatching Ultron, um, and so I'm like the really? only reason, the only way I would rewatch it is if I were watching it in order. So, sense, yeah. and I love, I also love rewatching Iron Man. I had to watch it for, um, I want to say for a film class. Um, 
because that genre is like really so hard to pin down. And if you are newer to our podcast, we talk about, you know, our, our course that we used to teach together was talking about breaking the idea of a superhero genre. And so Iron Man obviously being the first film in the MCU really helps to kind of solidify that idea. And it was really cool that one of my film professors was like, you guys should watch this movie because, you know, you might hate superhero films now, but like back in 2008, this shit was so cool. And it's because it's put together really well. So I kind of want to experience the entire MCU all over again. Yeah, that's, yeah, that is a, I look forward to hearing how that goes because, you know, I, sorry, I'm like going to go on a tangent here, but uh, at E3, <laughs> at E3 2019, I, I met with this guy. I, I, I don't recall his name off the top of my head. I'll look it up as I'm talking. But he made this game called Infinite Children. And the thing with that game is that it's kind of like an abstract um, narrative game where the more it, it's on Steam. So the more Steam achievements you get, um, <laughs> the game would actually get longer. So like it would add more story to the game as people play it more. And it gets to the point where like maybe like weeks or months later, it's going to be a totally different game than when you first experienced it. And the way he compared that, uh, the, the comparison he made to me was like, you know, this was like a couple months ago. So like Game of Thrones was just ending. So he compared it to Game of Thrones. So imagine... You know, you watch Game of Thrones the first time. It's, like, super fresh when you watch it from season one onwards. And then you're at, like, season, what, it ended up at season eight. So imagine you, you've you seen season eight, and then you're going back to season one. But you can't watch season one the same way anymore, right? You can't rewatch it for the first time again. It's a different... It takes on it takes on a life of its own because of what came afterwards. That it's just it's just now a different product. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious, Sabrina, if like if you're going to rewatch Iron Man and like you're gonna have imagery from Endgame like in your head, even though it comes out like 11 years afterwards. Even yeah. though like Iron Man One is a very different movie, like it's not gonna be the same. Ex it's the same movie, but it might not be the same experience you had. Mm -hmm. It's um, definitely not the same experience, but. I think that they're, for me, I've kind of, I feel like I've kind of cracked the rewatch, mostly because I, um, it's harder when it comes to MCU films because I'm thinking in terms of Easter eggs. I'm like, a lot of times I'm rewatching so that I can find something that I didn't see before. Right. But a lot of times um, I'm kind of able to detach myself from that and in order to do that, I found that I kind of have to take notes. So it'll be like sort of paying attention to the pacing of the film. Like what is being set up within the first 20 minutes? What have I learned? So yeah. a lot of times I'll stop um, and just say like, okay, wait, what have I learned in the last 20 minutes? And who are these people? And I kind of compare that to what I think that I remember like obviously for Iron Man it's really hard but trying to compare that to what I think I remember from experiencing it for the first time back in 2008 which is which was really different because I hated everyone in the beginning but then I still find that every time I rewatch it I still hate everyone yeah, yeah. so it's consistent which is good so yeah, I mostly just like look for consistencies and like the technical aspects kind of looking at trying to look at it as objectively as possible 
And then when I do that, I find myself being able to enjoy it almost as much as I did the first time. Right. And I think that's part of the reason why, you know, we, we do a lot of episodes where we kind of look back to how we first felt when we first saw something. Mm-hmm. And maybe subconsciously, like I, I think a big reason why I ask you that question of like, hey, how do you remember where you were when you first saw this? And a big, a big reason why I asked that is because I want to compare it to like what came afterwards. But I, it's almost like a way. It, it's it's almost a way of preserving that emotion that we had because it's hard to recreate that exactly. Like you might be able to recreate like the the same joy or or anger or whatever the emotion may be, but like just the experience, it's like your thought process, just the, the way you first experience something is never really going to happen again. I feel. Yep. Uh, I, and it's, it's weird because I'll like, I'll like, I'll see clips constantly of Endgame, of like the, the final sequence. And I'm just kind of like, I'm waiting. I'm just, it's like, I'm edging just to get to that one moment of like <laughs> not the, okay, it, it's edging, just going okay, to feel yeah, like when I first I saw this the first time. <laughs> hey, that term could be used for other things. I understand. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, maybe I you, just get my head out of the gutter, but you curve, <laughs> you fool. <laughs> you fool of a human. You fool. Oh man, I'm sorry. It's the the way you already like describe like watching media and your enjoyment of it. it already sounds so goddamn masturbatory that I just like I just had to make fun of you on that. So uh, okay. <laughs> I love the way you, I consume media is very masturbatory. <laughs> I'm sick. I, I'm just using the way the word is intended to be used in this conversation. You guys offended by my use of the word masturbatory? No, no, it's I, it's just funny. No, just uh, just just keep making your point. I'm sorry. I'll I'll stop. I'll stop. Well, then I lost my train of thought. I will continue thinking of it. Hold on. Oh yeah, You're ta- you were um, talking about like, etching. It's like talking. It's like smoking weed for the first time. Or like having smoked in not a long time. It's. You don't get that feeling that you did the first time you you saw it or had it or smoked it, and it's like, <laughs> I mean, like think about it. Like I I I wish that like I could rewatch the movie again, having not watched it the first time, partially, because like when I was watching the movie in theaters with Chris, you know, we have that conversation about like, I mean, me and Chris sit next to each other, and everyone else was all over the theater. Um, I mean, all of our other friends, the, 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 the five of us were in a row. I think Aaron and Layla saw elsewhere. But, um, but like, I wish I could kind of go back and remember those, like, last 40 to an hour of that movie um, and just kind of, like, not know what's happening next because I was just so enthralled in that moment. That's why I kind of hate, like, those people that are just like, wow, why are you guys, like, yelling and clapping in a movie theater? That's so weird and for, like, losers. It's like, who gives a shit? I'm enjoying the movie. I'm enjoying the content. I'm enjoying, like, what is being shown in front of my face, and it makes me feel Mm -hmm. glee and excitement that that I, I just haven't felt before, so. No, you're, that's valid. You're valid. We're all valid. Yeah, um, people can like and hate things. The thing though, if you were watching like a musical movie, 
If you're watching a musical movie, do you clap yeah. after each musical number? Moana, um, I rewatch that all the time, and no. <laughs> but in the theater. Say uh, you're no, watching cats what? in theaters. Are you going to clap after every musical number in cats? No, in no, no, no. I I hate that idea when it comes to movies in general. I hate when people clap when the plane lands. I hate the only <laughs> thing that deserves clapping. The only thing that deserves clapping is after you see a uh, a uh, a thing on stage. I'm gonna clap every time the waiter brings me the food at Chili's. <laughs> um, I feel like that's a send it. tweet. It is. Send tweet, Chris. Uh, okay. Send tweet, Chris. Yeah. Uh, let's wrap this up a little bit. You, you guys are old and have to go to bed, so um, I have I to got sleep. Some, yeah, I, I have a. I have a. I got, I got a pack. I got. I. I'm going to Florida for a wedding. Um, oh damn! Coming weekend. So. Uh, yeah. Yep. So. <laughs> that that wraps it up for episode sixty-two of AP Marvel. Yeah, this is kind of us just shooting the shit, talking about. Yeah, no, I enjoyed this. No, I I, I needed less structure after like uh, after like concretely planning stuff out for the whole goddamn summer for this show. So um, this was this was therapeutic. Hey, to our it, but... to our listeners, um, you know, tweet at us. You know, let us know how you feel. What are, what are some things that you've been been watching lately? Um, do you have like a yeah. movie that you watch constantly? Uh, if you uh, if you can, just send us a tweet. You know, like and subscribe, comment on our Facebook, uh, join our Discord. You know, yeah. Tell us all uh, what gets you um, edging, and um, you know, just so uh, you, yeah. You can tell us on <laughs> Facebook, uh, Twitter at AP Marvel. We're also on Instagram and YouTube. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify wherever the hell you listen to your podcast. And we're going to be changing up some stuff for the website. Uh, we are getting some guest pieces out there in the near future. We have one that uh, we hope we can talk to you about soon, probably in September, but that's going to coincide with the website stuff. Um, so look out for that. You can give to our Patreon if you want to keep supporting our work, especially guest pieces. Um, we kind of move things around the budget a little bit, so we'll be getting more of those out there. Uh, I'm at Compenerizer on Twitter. Sabrina, where are you at on Twitter? I am at Sabs Clark. That's at S-A-B-S-C-L-A-R-K-E. And Tony Pajamas, where are you on Twitter? I'm in hell. Oh, sorry. Uh, I <laughs> am at the Pizza Taco. Okay. <laughs> Um, you can follow Charles Villanueva. Uh, he did the graphical design for us. Um, we are kind of transitioning um, out of using him, out of like paying him monthly. Um, but uh, we wish him well. He wishes us well. He's still going to. We'll probably still ask him for help every once in a while. But um, he doesn't. He's going to still consume our content. Um, right, yeah, Charles. yeah. No, we we love Charles so much. Um, without him, uh, we would have no identity. <laughs> we would have nothing. Uh, yeah, um, Steve Maltor, you have shit movie taste, but I look forward to seeing you this weekend. Uh, he whoa, wrote the track what a Jazz Avengers! Oh my he wrote god, the, he wrote the track Jazz Avengers. Uh, so you know, unfortunately, he doesn't have Twitter that you can yell at him about that, but like, he doesn't care, whatever. Um, I'll, I'll chew him out. I'm gonna see him in person, I'll chew him out for you. <laughs> Uh, we're going to be back next week. We're hopefully going to get this episode about the box office numbers. Y'all know that Endgame made a lot of money. 
Are you asking us? Yeah. Yeah, did you know? Uh, uh, I don't know. I think yeah, it made like $4. Crazy. Like yeah, no, I heard a rumor that it was my ticket that really like helped it beat over, Avatar. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so Just we're, we're, we're gonna get Layla Jordan, our um, our Hollywood box office number enthusiasts, uh, in the episode. So look out for that. Um, I want to try to get some, excuse me, some Marvel musings out there. And uh, Sabrina, I don't know if you decided what next this week in Indy's gonna be. No, I didn't. I have okay, so well, many we'll options. Yeah, yeah. No, we, we were me, spoiled. If you have any recommendations for what independent films you're really curious about for the month of August, send them my way. Go ahead and give me a cheeky little DM or mention on Twitter. I would love to know what it is that you want to see, but you're like, I don't know if that's too artsy for me. And I'll let so you know. Specifically a cheeky little one. A uh, cheeky little one. <laughs> so that's it for 62. We will see you next week. Say goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Uh, did you get it? Because I said, you said, say goodbye, everyone. So I said goodbye, everyone.